0: Hi, it's NPR's Book of the Day. I'm Andrew Limbaugh. When the writer Bell Hooks died a couple weeks ago, I went into NPR's archives and listened to an interview she did with NPR's Cheryl Corley back in 2000. Hooks had just written her seminal book, All About Love, and she was talking about how important it was that we expanded our understanding of love beyond just romantic love and how real, actual love changes people. And... I wanted to play it for you today because, well, who couldn't use a refresher on love? How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. Elizabeth Barrett Browning's poem about love is probably one of the most popular and enduring. In it, love is an action, and that's exactly what it should be, says cultural critic and feminist Belle Hooks. In her new book, All About Love, New Visions— Hooks says love is a verb, a participatory emotion, and one that's often misunderstood despite much ado about love and popular culture. This is Hooks' 18th book, and while it's not the first time she has discussed love, All About Love is her most extensive take on love and on how our beliefs about love
1: fail us. One of the sparks for writing this book was my ex-boyfriend and I having endless discussions about love where it was really clear. And he's from the 30-something generation, and I'm a baby boom generation person. And, you know, we had such really incredibly different understandings of love. And it made me start going around in the culture and talking to people about how do we understand love? And I was surprised by the number of people who simply said, they don't know what love means. Mm. And I kept thinking, well, no wonder many of us feel we're not finding love. We don't have a sense of what it is we're trying to find.
0: <laughs> so what kind of definition should we be looking for?
1: I particularly like definitions sort of that I derive from Eric Fromm and M. Scott Peck. Eric Fromm, who who was one of the first people in the 50s to say love is an action that combines all these qualities of care, knowledge, responsibility, respect, commitment, and trust. And Peck took that a a step further and said it's about nurturing, the will to nurture one's own and another's emotional and spiritual growth. Both of those definitions call us to action. They call us to engagement.
0: When you talk about uh, love in this book, you talk about all types of love, not just romantic love, but childhood love, self-love, divine love, or spirituality— And it seems that you give them all the same amount of weight. Um, But our popular culture seems to make much more of romantic love, doesn't it?
1: Our problem as a culture is we fixate on romantic love and say that suddenly there's different rules. You know, nobody thinks that you should fall hopelessly in love with your child and set no boundaries. But many people, when it comes to romantic love, think, oh, I'm in love. I should have no boundaries. You know, I should have no sense of what safety is or or not, you know. I mean, some of the early issues we face in parental caregiving and caretaking, whether you have children or care for the children of others, is that, you know, you have to teach a child certain things like, hey, you can't run out in front of a car. And yet think about how many women and men daily get into relationships where someone knocks them about verbally or physically, and they think that's okay because romantic love as we know it through movies and through television, tells us it's a mystery. We can't understand it. We're out of control. All of those things that actually stand in the way of us truly knowing love. Well, what about
0: the role of the media in portraying love? We we seem to have this kind of nonstop barrage of a very narrow definition of love with ads and magazines and, and music. in music. In your book, you mentioned a few television shows where you thought uh, a loving family was portrayed as it should be Leave It to Beaver and My Three well, Sons. I think that
1: we often make fun of the the old shows like Leave It to Beaver, but I remember... Coming from a, a, a looking at those shows from my own dysfunctional, chaotic family where not a lot was talked about, I, I was so moved that when Beaver did something his parents didn't like, they talked with him. Well, communication and listening are central to the loving process. And I contrast those shows with the kind of sitcoms oriented towards child characters that we see now, where the children are often overly precocious. No-no boundaries, overly sexualized, a lot of inappropriate behavior that becomes something to laugh at. But you saw in those television shows a lot of processing, a lot of communication. We don't see that in the fast-paced, it's got to be a laugh every minute shows that, that feature family life today.
0: Is there anything on television today that you think uh, does what Leave it to Beaver did several years ago?
1: You know, I think that the old Roseanne at its best really tried to say, here is a real life situation of uh, people who don't have a lot of money necessarily, but who are trying to parent and trying to communicate. And that show really pushed communication in its its best moments. Mm -hmm. Learning from each other, appreciating one's difference, all of those kinds of things, radical acceptance, were a, a kind of not only part of that show, but a, a part of how that show initially seduced us as audiences. who are not used to seeing working-class reality portrayed as at all interesting on our TV screens. Could you explain, Bell, what you mean by radical acceptance? Radical acceptance, which, you know, is talked a lot about by therapist Fred Newman in his book, Let's Develop, is really rooted in the notion of what does it mean for me to accept something about you that I may not like? You know, what does it mean for me to accept my fundamentalist Christian parents who are anti-gay if I, and I have a gay sibling or who who think gayness is wrong? Radical acceptance comes in in us offering to each other the integrity of being that says, "I will look at you and see who you are and accept that and not try to change that, not try to shame you and make you feel that my way is the only way or the better way, which doesn't mean that we don't try to persuade people um, to think differently, but that we ex- well, there is a fundamental sense of being affirmed and accepted.
0: So you're saying that in a way, love is a very political act.
1: Well, throughout this book, The vision of love that I present runs counter to this idea of a sentimental love, but I'm talking about a love that is transformative, that challenges us in both our private and our civic lives, you know. I'm I'm so moved often when I think of the civil rights movement because I see it as a great movement for social justice that was rooted in love and that politicized the notion of love that said real love will change you. When I knew that I was going to
0: talk with you, I wondered, What would bell hooks listen to as uh, love music or what would your favorite love song be? Since you talked about so many different types of love, I thought that you probably had lots of favorites, but we called you and you told us your all-time favorite was Higher and Higher by Jackie Wilson. makes this song your favorite.
1: And what I like about this Jackie Wilson song is that it's it's a male singer who's singing about how when he meets this woman, she guides him. She she offers him a love that is restorative to his being. Um, You know, and I just was looking at the chapter on mutuality. I say, to know love, we must surrender our attachment to sexist thinking in whatever form it takes in our lives. And some sexist thinking makes many men feel that they don't have anything to learn from women. So the fact that that in this song, Jackie Wilson is talking about how one person can feel like life just has beaten them down and they haven't been able to find that spark out of the depression or the sadness, and then someone ignites that spark, and they can transform their reality, and that's what I like about it. And it's just such an upbeat sense of, you know, don't you just feel, like, lifted up when you hear that music? (laughs) I'm dancing. (laughs) Well, I was certainly here bopping away. All
0: right. So we have this example through music of of what love should be, thanks to Jackie Wilson. But you say that this American society is, is dysfunctional when it comes to love, that we we don't want to work to uh, mix all of the gre- ingredients that you say are necessary for love. That, that laundry list of care, affection, respect, commitment, those sorts of things.
1: Well, that's it, it's hard it's- honesty, which is so central. And, you know, a culture of domination is a culture that encourages people to choose power over love. And if lying helps you to maintain power, to choose lying. You know, so all of those things stand in the way of our knowing love. Mm-hmm.
0: It's hard, then.
1: It's hard to It love. is totally difficult. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it seems like love, like race, is a really difficult concept that we grapple with. But uh, over the years, several communities have tried to deal with the issue of race head-on. They've been holding town meetings and, and other events. And, and whether it's because of the president's initiative on race, or maybe it was because of some of the horrible things we've heard in in, in the news about race and uh, crimes that have been committed surrounding it. I was wondering if you thought or could envision that one day we might have a a national town meeting or town hall meeting about love.
1: You know, everywhere I go, people want to feel more connected. They want to feel more connected to their neighbors. They want to feel more connected to the, the world. And when, when we learn that through love we can have that connection, we can see the stranger as ourselves and I think that It would be absolutely fantastic to have that sense of, let's return to a kind of utopian focus on love, not unlike the sort of hippie focus on love. Because I always say to people, you know, the 60s focus on love had its stupid sentimental dimensions, but then it had these life-transforming dimensions. When I think of the love of justice that led three young people, two Jews and one African-American Christian, to go to the South— and fight for justice and give their lives. Goodman, Cheney, and Schwarner. I think that's a quality of love that's awesome. And these people were in their late 20s and early 30s. And so I tell this to young people, you know, that we can love in a deep and profound way that transforms the political world in which we live in.
0: Bell Hooks is the author of All About Love, New Visions. Thanks for joining us, Bell.
1: It's been great to be with you talking about love because love is the way.